coolest. No, you're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. Okay, I'm the coolest. We're in a very loud restaurant, holding microphones to our hands, um, so we may seem kind of weird to people around us. But uh, Pastor yeah. Floyd Hughes from Crossroads Community Church, and I'm here with Mark Berkshire with Mark Berkshire Ministries. And I think it's funny. One of the reasons why we were just saying it's really loud. Should we continue? One of the reasons why I wanted to continue is because of the topic that we're oh, talking about. Yeah. Uh, so we are talking about how should people of faith respond to, I keep wanting to say Kronos virus, but that's not it. That's sci-fi, time virus. It's coronavirus. How should people of faith respond to the coronavirus? And I don't know. Uh, I know we had some preliminary conversations before this, and we both said we've seen online where a lot of people are panicking uh, but I'm going to let Mark have the initial comment overall, and then we'll just we'll just flow from there. I will say this. Uh, we're in Finleyville, which is uh, southeast, southwest. I forget where, of Pittsburgh. The restaurant... Southeast. Yeah, southeast. The restaurant we're in is packed. I do not see anyone that is looks worried right now. That's not to say there isn't legitimate cause for concern. Okay. Right. And let me just start out by saying that, you know, it is a very serious virus that is out there, but it is something that is not, um, I don't know how to put this, I don't believe it's something that is, is too, um, get us all panicky. And, and afraid of going out in public. I am one that has lung issues and heart issues, and I don't have a fear of going out in, into the public with this. Um, now, that's not to say that it isn't a serious thing. Anything that they don't have a cure for, they don't know what it is, it's a serious thing to think about. Um, but I think I think what we need to be aware of in the church is that none of this is a surprise to God. God is very much aware of what this is, very much aware of what's happening, and it's not a surprise to Him that we are going through this at this time. I, w I will add this that, yes... Um, to reiterate what Mark said, it is a concern. Anything that takes even one life. I know people look at it, it hasn't taken as many lives from my perspective and probably from God's. I think he would reiterate that. Anything that takes even one life, just one, is worth taking the time to say, how can we not take any lives? So uh, it's not the, that's not the issue. Um, I think we should be concerned and we should pay attention and we should take the time and we should be careful with anything that threatens even one life because uh, every life is sacred. I agree. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, and I think we need to pay attention to what the government's telling us to do. Uh, you know, wash your hands and all of that stuff. But, I, I you know, the, the key, I think the key for Christians... That's me. 
burger, tomato on the side. Do we need ketchup? Yeah. Honey mustard. Sorry, our food just came, so we may pause in a minute and come yeah. back. Look ahead, finish your thought. Um, we need to do that, but I think for a Christian, for a Christ follower, we need to be in prayer before anything else. You know, pray about what's going on and just go from there. And uh, I'm going to come back with a thought about the whole washing hands thing and all that stuff. But we're going to pause for a minute and eat and then come back and complete these thoughts. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's picking us up. We're back and we are finishing um, conversation about the coronavirus. And Mark said something about washing hands. And I wanted to point out because people just, I, I, I love when God is right. He's always right, but people don't think he's right. And uh, in our church, we're reading through the Bible in the year. We're all reading through together um, one of the chronological Bibles. <clears throat> and we're at the point where it talks about in Deuteronomy and Leviticus, not, not Deuteronomy yet, Leviticus, uh, where God gave all of these instructions for how to keep over a million people, some say three million people, in the desert, alive and safe. And it was, wash your hands. If you think you're sick, isolate that individual for seven days. And then if there's, you know, none of the same symptoms, then he can rejoin and come back inside the camp. If he has any kind of cough, discharge, whatever, outside the camp, isolated for seven days. Uh, if you're not sure, wash your hands, wash your clothes, uh, and all of that. If you even sit on something that was contaminated, wash, wash your clothes, your... wash your hands, wash your body. You're unclean until that stuff is clean. And then even there, there's, an, there's another isolation. You're unclean until evening. In other words, you're supposed to stay away for several hours even after you wash all the stuff off. Right. You're still supposed to stay isolated. <clears throat> and oddly enough, uh, throughout that whole time when God was, you know, maintaining the people of Israel, not once did he say, we need someone to take care of your medical stuff. Uh, because he said, if you do these things, now he didn't say they weren't going to get sick, right? Because he said, if you have a discharge or if you have, you know, leprosy or whatever, uh, here's what you do, you know, to isolate it. But then he didn't say it's never going to happen. Right. But he said, when it happens, here's what you're to do. And it wasn't panic. It wasn't hoard toilet paper, uh, but it was to take good common sense approaches to um, preventing the spread, which was cleanliness and isolation. But also, he did not say, because I saw a lot of churches that were doing this, and you may have seen the same thing. They were canceling their services, yeah. going to full just online. That's great if you can do online. Um, and, and I just saw where someone else posted that uh, in the small church pastor group where they posted a notification they got from someone saying, hey, I'm going to minimize my contact, so I'm going to stay home. That's great. If you think, one, that you're going to get something or be in touch with people, minimize your contact, isolation. But I don't think there should be panic. I don't think like whole schools and businesses and everything closing because... Right. What happens when, okay, you closed, how long are you going to stay closed until they find a cure? What if that's not till 2027, you know? Yeah, but they said we're at least a year, 
out before any kind of a vac- vaccination or vaccine for this thing is is available. So, you know, the key is not to panic. That's the whole key. And I think that's what God is, you know, like I said before, God, this isn't a surprise to God. He knows it was coming. He knows what happened. And, you know, he, he's got it covered. And if we are faithful to him, he will be faithful to us, the Bible says. But also, sorry, not interrupt. I just want to add in, it's not a surprise to God, but also God didn't cause this. No. For all the people no. that's going to say, you know, why did God, God mm. didn't cause this. Um, God allowed it to happen, just like he allows us to make the choices not to worship him and to do some of the crazy evil right. things. He allows humanity free will, and that means allowing the free will to do stupid things that we do, even though he yells and screams and ah, don't do that. That's going to hurt you. Right. And you know, the other thing you got to think about when God created the earth and man, he created us perfect. It was us who decided to go against him and fall. So you had fallen man this is, and, and I'm not trying to say this is because of sin, but because of our sin nature and because of the way things happen, we can't live in that perfect world of no sickness, no death, nothing, right. until we are saved, you know, we are raptured back up into to heaven. Which um, it, it's funny you mention that. So say what you, uh, what you were telling me before. Um, about, because you said some people were saying this is one of the oh end time plagues that yeah. are, that are in the book of Revelation. And this is not this is not the end of the world plague. This is not anything to do with Bible prophecy, uh, as far as I can tell. Um, because the if you look read in Revelations, the plagues that come in Revelations, what is it, nineteen. 16 to 19, something like that. Um, they are all plagues that are brought on at, during the tribulation, after the Antichrist has been revealed, and it's it's to punish, basically to punish the the Antichrist and, and his followers. And uh, so this is not that. This is not the end times. We're not going to, you know, go... We should always be looking for Christ's return, so I'm not. I don't want to lessen that view that you yeah. know we should always be praying for His return and looking for Him. But this is not. This is not during the tribulation time. We're not in the tribulation. I believe the church will be raptured out before the tribulation. So, um, and that's a whole other topic at another time. But, um, you know, so I don't believe that, that we're going to be here for those plagues and those Now, granted, I, I, and we said this before, I realize there are people who do believe that we're right. going to be here, and that's okay. Um, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't mean that in a, right. a, a mean-spirited way. I mean, the Bible does not support that at all. No, no interpretation of it. So I don't, it's okay if you want to think that, but you're wrong. 
But in any case, uh, so this is not that. Nor is this the zombie apocalypse because people right. are either getting better or they're dying. No one's lingering in some half-dead, unrealistic, gotta-eat-people apocalyptic type phase. Uh, so this is a virus that either people are, are getting better from it or they are dying from it. And as we said before, even one death, even if, if there's something that has the potential to take one life and it's taken one life and it has the potential to take another, it's serious. We should pay attention. Uh, we should be aware of it. We should take precautions. Uh, that's my opinion because that's God's opinion. Every right. life is precious. But the mass pandemic of shutting everything down um, um, I do understand the the hey let's shut things down to isolate it um, but if it's not in your area yet there's then, no need to to shut down that's that's kind of like saying hey uh, it's you know November flu season is coming in January so we're going to cancel right. everything else in November but we're not even there yet. The, the, the conditions haven't reached us to, to cause that. So. Right. And to, and to put this in perspective, the flu causes more deaths per year than what they're anticipating this will cause. Um, and I even heard a doctor this morning say on one of the newscasts that um, the longer this goes, the weaker the virus will get it's not going to be it seems like if you're healthy it's just going to be a cold and that's about what it's going yeah. to amount so to they, they've they've identified the at <coughs> risk are like the elderly people with weakened immune systems right um, which which is a large even if you take away the elderly and the very young there are a lot of people walking around with we we're just talking Weak. about cancer yeah. all kind of other diseases that weaken their immune system so a greater percentage of the population is at risk than, you know, we just think elderly and no, there's, there's more people at risk. Right. And so, yeah, take precautions, isolate, keep clean, uh, wash your hands, isolation. But um, I'm just worried that, especially since, and this isn't a United States thing, Italy just, you know. Shut down the whole country. Yeah. Now, I don't, what's the extent of that shutdown? Have they closed all businesses? They closed everything. You're, um, you're not allowed on the streets. Uh, you can go get groceries and go to the medical if you have to go doctor. But other than that, you can't so go. How does something like that affect their economy? Because no one's working. No one's working. Except for the grocery store people. Except for the grocery store people. And they're going to be out of work soon if everybody's coming and buying groceries and there's no restocking of the shelves and stuff. Well, yeah, because without so, once whatever they have is gone, gone is gone. Without the truck and the train and the transportation industry, yeah, you know, and without the manufacturing industry to make and the package more, right. So within, I don't know how much the stores have. Let's give it thirty days. Yeah, what it, are they going to do? It can shut down an economy really quick. And that's this why is, we're saying. It's not only going to shut down the economy. You can have more people killed. <laughs> right. From, from looting. Not, from this, from things they need. Uh, medication isn't going to be restocked. Uh-uh. So people with life-threatening diseases, <clears throat> and the most frequent one that comes to mind, insulin. Right? So once right. Your, your, your store says, hey, we're out. You're no out. No trucks are moving. No whatever. And you're like, no, no, no. You don't understand. I need yeah. this more than food. Yeah. <laughs> And they're like, you don't understand. Nobody's coming. 
What are they going to do? Right. Right. This, this is one of the reasons why forethought before shutting everything down is so important. Because there's impacts beyond you. Oh, we've kept everyone yeah. safe. No, you've put a lot of people at risk in that danger. Yeah. An incremental, hey, we're going to shut down these these types of businesses. You guys can stop. But yeah. Everything else. And then, uh, oh, that didn't contain it. Then incrementally shutting down other things. But to just shut everything down, you've put so many people at risk. So you may stop this. Right. And how many people are going to die from other things? And And I think that's... You know, I I have to give credit where credits due. I think that's where our the the administration has really been. The president and his his people have really done a good job so far of trying to keep this from a panic stage and saying, you know, we're taking the precautions that we're taking, but we're not, you know, shutting down whole states. We're not shutting down. Right. So let, let me yeah. let's talk about that because I know there's a lot of critics of our government. Yeah. Even and and um, so let's talk about the government and then we'll talk about the stock market because <laughs> that that was not the government that just happened. That's another yeah. people panicking. Um, so is the government responding appropriately or are they not responding appropriately enough? And no matter what, if they had shut a lot of stuff down, there would be critics. If they didn't, and they did what they're doing, saying we're going to keep an eye on it and do whatever, there's going to be critics. So uh, I think they're doing the proper thing. They first, the first thing they did was shut down all traffic in and out from China. Once he, you know, once they got word that this came out of China, that stopped immediately. Now, granted, China didn't let us know that yeah. this had been going on for two months before we found out. So, you know, that's a different story. But I think they have taken the precautions and they put it together, this task force that is daily reviewing all of the materials and coming in. And, and that's very important. And I, and I think they, they've, you know, they've, they're making things available, more available yeah. in, in things. So I think they've got the, the correct response. Um, when you when you look at what's going on, um, you know, and and the 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 scope of it all, um, I don't know what more they could have done or could be doing. That's the key question that I always when I see people complain, I just don't want to join in the right spitting out of blah on stuff online. But when I see people complain, complain, the question I want to ask them is, well, what do you think they should have done? What would you have done? Because I want to hear, other than taking cautious, and I, I've been in the military, I've consulted with the government, um, so there are strategies, and it takes a lot of time to put a strategy in place. You don't snap respond to anything, because then that's when you put lives at risk. So it takes time to put strategy in place. And again, I'm not a for or against Trump. I'm an independent. There's things that he does that I love. There's things that he does that I just wish somebody would right. stop him uh, same with democrats there's things that some of the things they promote that i love some of the things they do i'm like what were you thinking uh, but and i'm not saying i have all the answers but i think the hey let's take a cautious approach uh let's review all the information and then stop things as we see they need to be and consider what that's going to impact 
Because when you don't, what you have is like that, you know, 2,000, right. 21,000. How many points right. were 2,000.8% 2, stock market right. crash? Right, crash. So, and, and I think, you know, I think part of the what happened with the stock market too, though, is that China, China's stocks and China's economy is starting to slow down. Yeah. Our economy isn't just us. us. It's it's, it's global based market. on the global market. Yeah. And when when other countries are having global problems, it tends to affect ours. Now, people say, "Well, we hit had a bad hit and all this." We did. But look at the growth we had before we took that bad hit. Yeah, there If we wouldn't yeah. have if we wouldn't have had that growth that we had for the last couple years we would be in worse shape than we are now and it may sound bad but my thinking was i'm sorry i'm not trying to be but my thinking was oh wow look at how low prices are now people yeah. who want to invest because in once this is over it, it's going to go back up to where it settled and it's going to go up quickly and I it's going to go up quickly once people you know when we get past this and people say okay things are going back to normal it's going to go back up to that standard so you you take your little money now and 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 get ready to invest. When you see it going back up, throw yeah. your money in, and you you can make money. I mean, I'm sorry if that sounds a little right uh, harsh, harsh, <laughs> but it's true. All yeah. the poor people complaining. I don't got money to invest. No, you don't have like two thousand dollars to buy one you know share of Google, you know. But yeah. Now you can buy a couple of shares of Starbucks or whatever and watch that when it goes back up and then just sell. Right. You, you just made a nice little money for yourself. Yeah. I'm so. sorry. That was, kind of, that was kind of hard. But it's a reality of here's the situation. Make the best of, you know. Right. And, and that's the thing that we need to realize. You know, we can make the best out of any, any situation that we have. Um, one thing that I've, I, I put on Facebook the other day that... You know, I just got through reading the book of Revelations, and we win. Every Christ follower wins. And the one thing that I've learned through Revelations, and I'm doing the study myself in that, but is that Christ followers do not have to be victims of their circumstances. So we, we no longer need to worry about being victims to our circumstances because no matter what the circumstance is God is still in control God always God has promised every Christ follower to meet our needs to take care of us and to make sure that that we have what we absolutely need he's promised us that as Christ followers so I'm not saying that you know we may not have to skimp a little bit we may not have to you know well, wonder well, where it's coming from because in this world there will be trials right, and tribulations yeah but god promises us that he will take care of us okay so i'm gonna uh two quick topics before we wind down with our question of how should people of faith respond to the coronavirus okay uh the first one is churches that are closing what's what's is that is that good is that not good uh and I don't mean closing. We were actually going to do this discussion on churches that are literally closing their yeah. doors forever. Uh, the the decrease of the church in um, 
America, and that maybe that's a good one for next time once we get past this. But the current situation that people of faith need to know how to respond to is with the coronavirus. So uh, we've both seen messages where churches are Earth. like, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, almost fatalistic. Like, this is it. Stock up. Prepare <clears throat> survival bags for your people and be ready to help them when food runs out, yada, yada, yada. And and we're just go to online giving and this, that, and the other. And other churches are like, huh, how should we respond? And some are like, they're taking the approach we are. We're going to watch and see. We're going to be ready if our communities need help. But we're going to continue. So what what... What do you think? My my view on it is that no, we should not close the doors. If there are people in our congregation who are at risk, by all means, have them stay home. Have them have something available to them, whether it's internet, whether, um, you know, I know some of the smaller churches can't do this, but some of the larger churches... Provide a tablet that they can get the service online if they don't have, you know, if they don't have, if it, they don't yeah. have access yeah, to it. Um, things and re- like that. Let me interrupt real quick because maybe we need to do. A, I think every church should, if there's, if every pastor has a cell phone, then every church should have their messages. If they're not streaming live online, available via podcast, right? Because you can record it and you can upload it, uh, and we'll we'll. That's that's another day because there's that. Yeah. I mean, it's not that hard, and uh, a lot of places you can do it for free. Right. But, okay. Go ahead. Yeah, but you know, make make it available. Check with the, the the people that are at risk. Make sure that they are getting taken care of as a church. Um, and I'm not talking just the pastor. I'm talking the church. Um, you know, look at your community. Look at people around you to see. The, the people in your community that may be at risk, that may need a hand in doing this, that would never ask for help. But you could check on them yeah. and, and see what's going on. The church needs to continue to be the church and not close down and stop. Okay. This is what I wanted to yell and scream, although I know Dave would kick me out of the group if I responded <laughs> too negatively too negatively to people Every time I saw a pastor say, we're closing our door, there is a crisis in your community and the place and source of hope is saying, don't come here. Right. How does that make sense? If anything, it should be, hey, uh, if you are able to come here, we're going to have some situations in place. Well, uh, we announced, you know, this weekend, hey, the same thing we just talked about. Trust God, uh, wash your hands, isolate yourself. Uh, when you greet one another, don't shake hands. Um, <clears throat> But the place of hope, closing its doors, saying right. we're not going to be available during the time when people who may be scared and need hope, this may be the only time, and this is not about getting people into the buildings, this is maybe the only time that people seek God. God, right. And you're the one place that can connect them to him, but you're saying not today. Yeah. That makes no sense to me. I don't understand it. With I will add the caveat that if in your community there has been an outbreak, then yeah. Then you want to say, okay, we're still a place of hope, but the go- our local government has said, you know, we're not, you know, there's there's been outbreak in our community. So we're, we're all the local churches, you know, schools and whatever right. in our community are closing. We're going to do that. Do it online or figure out some other way. But if that has not happened, 
I think you should be the voice of, hey, let's follow what the government says, but we're going to be here until they tell us otherwise. Right. Because we want to be a source of hope. Uh, We want to be a source of guidance. We want to be a source, if the government needs a rallying point to say, here's where we're going to be handing out, you know, wipes and toilet paper since they ran out, whatever, it'll be our facility. I think it should be the place of, hey, come use me, come here, rather than the first place to close its doors. Pizza shop is still open. Bars are still open. Gyms are still open. But the churches are closed, and that makes no sense to me. Exactly. I just I, I just don't get that. I, no. I agree 100%. Let me take it a step further. It, where this all broke out in, it, it, I can't even pronounce the name, Wu, Wuchan, China, whatever, the the Christians in that town dress in yellow. They have yellow jumpsuits on, yellow protective masks, everything yellow from head to toe, to signify they're Christians. In a communist country who will put you to death for being a Christian, and they're serving their community with Christ's love because of their Christian faith. They are putting their, they are marking themselves as Christians in this time of need, saying, if you want help, look for somebody in a yellow suit. We're believers, and we will help you. And here in America, we want to close the churches. I, I, yeah, I, and, I, and it, it just doesn't make sense. And, and again, if if there's an outbreak and the government in your community says, "Hey, we're going to start shutting stuff down," then yeah, you follow along. Don't be the we don't need to listen to the right. government. Don't be the anarchist. I say, yeah, we're going to follow along. But if that has not happened yet, then you should be the voice and the place of hope, saying, you know, "Hey, we're here if you need us. Uh, we're here right. for you." And it, and and also telling people. If you feel ill, stay home. If you've traveled out of state or out, and stay home for a week. Yeah. Maybe miss this week. <clears throat> you were traveling for business. Have no idea who you came into contact with. You were, you were on a bus, a plane, a train in another city or a city close to, you know, an international airport. Maybe stay home for a week. Yeah. But everyone else, come. We're not going to shake hands. We're still going to greet. We're still going to pray. Uh, we're still going to intercede, and we're still going to be here for people who are looking for answers. So right, and, and you know, Floyd had mentioned about you know the church being the one spot. Maybe somebody's looking for Christ, and and they're looking for hope, and the church is that hope. Take it a step further. Maybe they're looking for hope, and you are that hope. Yeah. You're the person in contact with them. The church isn't the four walls. Right. The it's, church is it, individuals. It, it, it is the individuals. And so we need to make sure that we are ready as Christ followers to put ourselves out there and say, you know, you're searching for hope. I can give you the hope. I can give you the hope that you, you're looking for. And be willing to share the gospel with those who are looking for that hope. All right. So I'm going to summarize. Or let Mark summarize. No, you summarize. <laughs> no, you summarize. I open. You summarize. <laughs> uh, so what should be the appropriate response for people of faith to this whole coronavirus? If you had to summarize it in a paragraph or two, what should be the response? How should people... Because that's what this podcast is all about. It's uh, not listening to how the government right. says we should respond. Not listening to how the culture says we should respond. But what should be... 
the response from people of faith at this particular time? Fear not, for I am your God. Be not dismayed. You know, it's Isaiah 41.10. I, I don't know exactly, but it talks about fearing not. Fear is something we do not need in this. Um, the, we have no fear of death if you're a Christ follower. God's already taken care of that through Jesus Christ and in, in, in his blood. We have no fear of what the world can do to us because of Christ. So fear can be erased. Doesn't mean it's going to be that easy, but it can be erased. We need to trust God. That's that's the key. That's we need to, what I was we need, just, to, we need to trust we need that to God trust God is still sovereign. He is no still on what, the throne. What virus is going on? God is still sovereign. Again, he didn't cause this. Uh Definitely isn't happy with it because it's causing loss of life, and he thinks all life is precious. Uh, but he is still sovereign, so right. Um, we need to, to He's still on the throne, so we need to trust him. We need to pray. We need to pray for others. We need to keep an eye open for those around us that may need a hand at yeah, this time. We need, we need to be the church, um, reaching out to people, checking yeah. on people, helping people, and, and again without fear because. That's what's going to grip us. So stop the negativity. Yeah, stop that, the, that's stop what's going to. That's what's going to grab fatalistic, us. Is the fear. This is the end. Junk. Stop yeah. it. Delete all those comments and stop saying it. You don't that have shows, to. That shows you don't trust God. Right. You have no idea. You don't trust Him. If you're like, this is the end. We got to do this. We yeah. We yeah. should take precautions, but it's not showing a a a trust in God's sovereignty. Uh, or that you're there providing hope. You're not providing hope. You're providing panic. Right. Right. So, so stop it. Yep. That's what I would say. Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah, I guess that is it. Uh, we're going to close out with a... Uh, I want to do a prayer for just all those people who are dealing with um, the coronavirus, uh, those who have been impacted. Uh, and I want to pray for the first responders uh, and, and medical staff for testing them. I just heard, I think, on the news last night where some TSA uh, screeners um, were possibly infected. Because they're, I mean, they're, they're coming in contact with everyone coming yeah. from everywhere. So uh, people in those positions definitely need prayer. Um, and be the voice of hope in your community. Be the voice of reason. Um, even if things look like they're not going well, Trust that we have a God who is sovereign over all things um, and that can uh, do exceedingly abundantly more than we can ask or imagine. So, Amen. Uh, God, we just pray that you would be with all those who are infected and impacted by the virus, even the people who may not be aware of it. We pray that you would give wisdom and insight to all the medical staff and professionals as they uh, come up with a cure. Uh, we pray that you would be with them as they try to uh, help everyone that comes into their doors. Uh, we pray that you would give wisdom and insight to not just our government, but global governments as they try to figure out how to deal with the spread and contain the spread of this virus. Um, we pray that you would be with uh, you know, the, the people in first responder positions and at airports who are coming in contact with multiple people. Uh, and we pray that you would be with pastors mm. and their team 
and their staff as they figure out how to respond. We pray that they would respond with love. We pray that they would respond with hope. We pray that they would not um, immediately just close their doors out of fear, but we pray that they would work with hand in hand with uh, local municipalities and uh, local governments to help contain where needed, but we pray that they would also be the voice of hope and, and be able to connect and point people to you during this time of uncertainty. And we pray this in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 All right. Uh, we will see you guys uh, next time.